What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Matt Report Season 8. In fact, it's the last official episode of Season 8, and we're ending it with a special guest, Joe Howard of the WP Buff Services and Support Company for WordPress. He has his own podcast that was on a couple weeks ago. I'll go ahead and link that up in the blog post if you're interested to listen to me rant about uh, running a business on his side. Um, but this services and support business of WordPress, I mean, we've seen a lot of these, or at least I have, and maybe you have, and maybe you offer it in, in some capacity. So I really went into this challenging Joe as to describe his differentiator in the market, in the business, um, because I've seen a lot of these types of businesses come and go, where a lot of people just, you know, they, they copycat of other, you know, notable services companies that are out there. Uh, it's an easy market to enter, but it's not an easy market to win in. And I think Joe is doing a fantastic job with his branding and his marketing and, and really, that's a huge component to a lot of this stuff. Of course, you have to deliver. Uh, you have to be able to support uh, companies. And, and Joe gets into the different segments of, of customers that he works with. It's not just end users. There's some white label agency stuff in there too. And we get into all about how he's doing educational products and how the whole podcast wraps uh, everything in a nice marketing bow. Uh, and then I challenged him on another thing about how he time blocks. And when I was trying to get in contact with him, uh, one of the things that he puts up is an automated response that his inbox is closed. So we get into a little uh, uh, fun conversation around that as well. It's a, it, it's a, it's a deep dive into a great entrepreneur's mind. And I, I'm really happy that we connected and made this content for all of you. Uh, like I said, it's the last official episode, but it's not the last episode. So there'll be some bonus episodes as I roll out, as I change some of the branding around the Matt Report. Don't forget to subscribe, mattreport.com slash subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you enjoyed season eight and all of the uncoverings of the change of WordPress. Let's get into the episode. Yeah, man. Uh, my name is Joe Howard. I run a little company called WP Buffs. Uh, we do 24-7 uh, WordPress support. So we help website owners with uh, security, speed optimization, updates, edits, all that jazz. So uh, people can come to us if they're, uh, they're uh, not super WordPress technical. They just need someone to run their site so they can focus on the other pieces of their business. Uh, we also have a white label program, uh, which is our program with which we work with agencies. An agency wants to manage you know 100 websites will jump in and manage that in a white label capacity they can focus on their uh their agency work or freelance work marketing design all the stuff that make you know that they do that affects their bottom line we help with the ongoing support um yeah that's wp buffs in a nutshell uh yeah man <laughs> we're talking about changes man i could tell you a million things have changed over the last you know month uh but the uh, last few years definitely a lot uh i think that we have a uh, we have a larger a larger team now than we had even a year ago. So with the different, you know, when you have, you know, two or three people, you know, like we started off with, uh, things are much different. Communication is much simpler. Uh, when you have fourteen people, it uh, it's much different. Uh, and so these businesses go through these different stages of, uh, you know, two to three people, and then it's much different when it's six or seven. Now now it's much different now that it's you know thirteen, fourteen. Um, so that's probably like that's probably the biggest change that I've seen happen is that we get to this point where we've kind of figured things out and we like raise this fist to victory and then like we hire like one or two more people and like everything breaks and we have to like figure out how to run our business sure. at a new yeah. at a different stage. So yeah. that's probably like the biggest yeah. change that's happened for sure. 
we we and I definitely want to get into the logistics of growing a team and of course scaling the business. But we were chatting uh, before we hit record because uh, it was on top of my mind where WP Buffs wasn't always this business, and there was a short stint where you had a different idea for the domain. You owned the domain, and then you thought about getting into something else. But what was it? previous to the service and support business and what made you click over to, you know, this is what we want to build. Cause it was only a, a, a short, well, I'll say a short four years ago. And to make this question a little bit harder, this was a time in 2015, there, there were a lot of service based businesses out there, right? Where one could say, Hey, I've got my hosting, I've got my website, but I need somebody to just kind of maintain this stuff for me. You, I would imagine that you were going into a pretty competitive field about four years ago, but what made you click over to this? So this is a fun story and actually one that not a lot of people know about. So your listeners get the, a little bit of the inside scoop here. Um, so yeah, I, I actually bought the domain WPBuffs.com a year before I started actually doing this kind of 24-7 support company. Uh, originally, I just kind of wanted to, I had just kind of discovered the WordPress community. I was like, oh, this is really cool. There are so many people like, like uh, shooting YouTube videos and writing great content to help other people in WordPress. I want to do that. And so I, I bought this domain, wpbuffs.com. Uh, I, I really like, I, the reason I chose it, I think, is really because it had this kind of duality of like I could have this like fun little cartoon like strong guy. And then it also doubles is like, you know, people have heard of like a history buff. It's kind of like someone who's very knowledgeable in an area. So I like that that play there. So I bought the domain and then started writing some content. Man, I probably wrote for like, you know, content for, you know, a month straight. I was just kind of burning through some stuff. But uh, I never really thought any of it was that good at that point. I feel I always was trying to really write high quality content. And I never I never felt like I really got to that point. So I actually never even ended up kind of making the site public at that time. Um, then if we kind of flash forward to a year later or so, uh, I it's it, what you say about you know services being uh, you know pretty commonplace in 2015 as it is today. But then it was it was there were a lot of people doing services. Um, the kind of ongoing support space was a uh, was one that I I dived into because like a lot of other you know, WordPress freelancers, I was building websites for people, but I always felt like I had this roller coaster of revenue coming in. One month would be great. The next month would be horrible. So, you know, maybe not horrible, but I had to do more sales. I was looking for clients. So I wasn't actually making money then it was difficult. And so I was really trying to look for a different kind of business model. Uh, and I was starting to learn a little bit more about kind of SaaS companies and how they run their businesses with that kind of pricing model. So I was like, well, maybe I can, maybe I can do what I do now in a similar fashion, but change the pricing so that it's more of this, you know, uh, productized service as you will. And that's when I kind of started learning, like, what is a productized service? Um, oh, it's just a services company. You just kind of, you, you bundle together services and you, you sell kind of this package. Uh, and so at that point I, I realized there were actually other companies out there doing it. Now, you know, I did a Google search and, and as people have probably heard of other companies besides WP buffs, it does, does uh, similar work. Um, and I saw a good number of other companies that looked like they were doing really good work. Uh, and I was really impressed with all the stuff they were doing with their website sites, et cetera. But at the same time, I did see a, also a good amount of companies that I thought we could do a better job than what they were doing. So to me, it was kind of like, okay, I don't have to do like a proof of concept like or like uh, 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 any of that because people have already proven my concept. Like if people are out there do, running this as a business. I think there's a business, you know, there's space for one more solid business out there in this space to do it. So yeah, I kind would of you, took would, that and would you ran say, with it. Would you say your background is more 
like developer or business oriented or like this mixed power user kind of feel? Is that what really drew you to the service and maintenance side? So I am, I'm technical enough to like bring down a website, but I'm like at, post that I get, you know, I'm, I get a white screen of death, death and I'm, uh, I'm freaking out a bit and I'm asking Nick, you no, know, Nick's our C- COO, also partly CTO. Um, but, uh, but yeah, my background's much more in the in the marketing side and the business development side of things. Um, yeah, power user, I guess, is like that would be like the maximum I would put myself as. Like, I don't even know if sure. I could go any higher than that. But yeah, my background's much more in the in that side of things, and that's that's where I add much more value to the business. I hire, you know, I've, I've hired people like like Nick, uh, you know, who's who, and and a lot of our other team who are much more highly technical than me can handle that that piece of the business much better than me, if I'm being frank. I know it's it was just a small time in that in that transition period from I'm going to do a content site versus this service based support model but I'm always interested in those little gaps right there because mm. so many times people and myself included you know to the 10th degree is we'll, we'll we'll have these awesome ideas and we'll just start chugging away at it and like you you spend whatever a month two months just banging away at content. I've done the same thing for different sites before. And then just something is just, there's just something lacking. And I don't know if it's just the entrepreneurial shiny syndrome thing where we're just like, you know what? I'm going to go chase this other thing. But typically there's just some little burning feeling in me that says, you know what? I I guess I should have vetted this idea a little bit more. Was there something really in your gut that said, you know, this is, I'm, I'm trying way too hard at this and I don't feel like it's going to make me money? Or was it just like not a scalable approach that you, th- you thought you could lead with? I think that, I think I saw a lot of other companies and other freelancers being really successful building websites. Uh, like it's, this is clearly a case where I wasn't as successful scaling that model, but people have been successful scaling that, you know, people run are freelancers, you know, and they work as freelancers full time. So people have found a way to do it. People have built, you know, large agencies, you know, you look at the 10 ups and human maids, like big agencies that do, you know, really large scale, uh, you know, work like this, uh, on the enterprise level. And so, uh, and you know, Pagely has an example that does the same thing, for, you know, in a hosting world and infrastructure world so uh yeah i think that model is 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 shown that it can be done um but i never cracked that uh and i personally thought that pursuing a model that was more focused on monthly revenue as a co as opposed to kind of one-time payments was easier and i guess i'm speaking for myself here but i considered it easier for me to to build a business uh, that supported me and other people financially, and that could you know make a, a difference in the WordPress space, uh, focused on that model. Um, and it's it's uh, it's actually the reason we we also launched WPMRR.com, which is a, a video course uh, agencies for agencies freelancers, helping them to 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 add care plans to their services packages and, and focus more on MRR. So I, I I guess I believe in it enough that uh, I think other people should pursue it too. So. Yeah. Now, do you are you finding that so I'm going to challenge you one more time because I've I felt like I've been down me, these roads. <laughs> <I've been laughs> this is my favorite interview myself. ever. Yeah. Well, I want to be challenged uh, before. <laughs> um, is so that product, the WPMR, sounds like something that is just a different mindset, it's a different audience, a different segment versus somebody who might be using WP Buff Service, who's mm. I don't know a florist, just the first thing that came to mind, right? They just they have no idea about this stuff. MRR is not even on their radar, let alone WordPress. 
how do you, so tell me, number one, does your audience on both sides converge uh, on an educational product and a service product? And if not, how do you tow both of those lines as a business? That's a really good question. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to dig into this. Um, so, it, so we <laughs> actually have both our WP buffs and WP MRR um, email lists in one single ConvertKit account. Um, the reason is because I want to do a little bit of cross promotion between the two. So you're totally right. Some of the people who come to WP buff site, they're just like a florist. They just have a website where they want to, it's for their shop. They don't even have e-commerce. Maybe some do have e-commerce, but at the end of the day, they're just a website owner and they want help with that so they can run their flower shop. But we also have a segment of people who are freelancers, who are agencies or, or represent agencies. Uh, and those people, some people may be interested in our white label program. Um, like obviously we run a business that does that. So there are people who are interested in having us come in and, and be their support partner to, to manage the websites for them. Uh, but there are people who, who want to do it themselves as well. Some people want to build it out internally. Um, and that's cool, right? Everybody has their own, the way that they want to, they want to do it. At the end of the day, everyone wants to run a successful business and, 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 and help customers and help people to, to make WordPress easier, right? So some people want to go the white label route and work with us. Some people want to do it themselves. Um, and I, I was a high school math teacher for a couple of years after I graduated school. So I, I kind of wanted to put an online course together and, uh, and like Zach Gordon and, and Joe Casbone are good friends of mine. They're big course people. So they kind of helped motivate me to say, Hey, maybe I want to try something like this. So yeah, that's kind of where the, the two come together. Um, some people, some people want to partner with someone for that. Some people want to do it themselves. Uh, and so we found a lot of people coming to WP Buffs who were wanting to do more it themselves. So that's what kind of spurred. We got feedback from, from our customers or, you know, our customers and just users and website visitors in general. So, uh, you know, a little hot jar poll tells, tells a, long, a long story if you, if you listen right. So, uh, yeah, that's what we kind of spurred us to do WPMRR. So that's where it came from. Softer, easier question for you. <laughs> <laughs> now the soft question. Um, Thank God. Go, going back to you know observing the market, and it's often that people will get way too complex or way too unique with a product that they actually have to go and make a market, and they just don't even realize like that's what they have to do, which is phenomenally difficult uh, mm -hmm. over just starting something like, hey, if you wanted to start selling a plugin today, your best bet is to make a contact form plugin because everybody knows they need it. You just have to be better than the next person. You know, you need to be better than one of the top five to really make a dent at it. What was your approach going into this? I mean, uh, you know, there's so many, there's so many service-based businesses out there or maintenance support type businesses, a few that have been acquired by bigger brands like uh, like GoDaddy and, and whatnot. Um, what was the one or two things that you led with to say, you know what, I see the market, I see the competitors, but I'm going to do, you know, one or two of these things really unique that's going to let me get into the market? Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're building a, a business, I guess I'll use the WordPress space because I, I know it and it's a, it's a good example probably for people listening. But, you know, there are a lot of different ways to do marketing, right? There's there's not one single way. Uh, and almost more importantly, there's it's, it's such a huge space, the WordPress space. There's room for a lot of quality players. Um, there are a lot of people that need help with WordPress. If they all came to me today, like... I'd be screwed, right? My business would explode. Right. <laughs> like, I, we couldn't handle that kind of scale, right? Uh, very right, few companies right. could. Even the big companies probably couldn't, right? If, at that scale. But uh, but the the 
the one of the reasons I, I jumped into this space is because I saw a lot of other companies out there uh, doing this similar work. Um, but I my, again, my background is kind of in digital marketing, so uh, so I thought you know I I got this like content marketing, inbound marketing, whatever you want to call it. You know, you you write good content, uh, uh, and then you c- continue to. Uh, to optimize that to so it appears in search engines i thought that not a lot of the other players in the space were were really focusing that much on that um and you know we kind of talked a little bit about what wp buffs uh used to be uh and how my content you know when i started writing content was bad it was so bad that i didn't even want to uh i didn't even want to publish it or put it online um and you know that got better i improved over say again do you think why did you feel like it wasn't that good, that content? Uh, I think I just thought that, I thought I didn't have, I wasn't, uh, an, I didn't feel like an expert. I didn't feel like I spent a lot of time in the WordPress space. I kind of felt like I almost was was trying at too early of a stage. Um, you know, if I could go back and tell myself, you know, uh, go back in time and tell myself something, I'd probably say, like, just write it and publish it and it's it's fine. You know, you got to start somewhere. But uh, back then I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, know that or didn't follow that uh, that guideline but um yeah i mean and we have a you know almost full-time writer now who who writes our content uh, brenda from content well she's great uh, if anybody's you know looking for some great wordpress content she can probably help you out um but yeah we compete we're very competitive in search results now um maybe not quite so much as wp beginner but we're hopefully in a in a year or two we'll give them a little run for their money but uh but yeah that's uh that's our main uh driver for leads uh, new customers new partners um some from wordcamps and from speaking and that kind of stuff but most most leads come through you know they search google for wordpress problem our site comes up they come in they uh sign up to our email list they sign up for one of our webinars uh they convert to our email list we send very segmented um and targeted emails to people not just the same emails for everyone if someone's more interested in speed optimizing speed of their site they'll get more speed content if someone's interested in security they'll get more security content uh, if someone says hey i'm ready they'll be pull, pulled into hubspot and we'll start a conversation with them um so we that process has been very good and i think that we've uh, we've excelled in that area that's kind of helped us to differentiate from from the other companies doing that really having a personal touch and and really knowing that having strong systems behind all that sales and marketing uh, you're spending a lot of money on software. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm interested to get into that. Yes, <laughs> in a we little are. bit. We are. I just um, went through our P and L with our accountant, so I could actually probably remember some numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm curious. You said you, when you started, you went from two, and you're roughly 14. Who was the second person when you first started the company? I think I hired two people when we started. WP Buffs when I started WP Buffs. Uh, so no co-founder. You no co-founder. No, you're, yeah, you're I'm a solo founder. Okay. Uh, bootstrap business, so you know, no funding or anything, just kind of self-funded, I would say. I used to work a consulting job and I started WP Buffs on the side. So I was always, every month I was putting about 10% of my paycheck towards uh, towards WP Buffs and trying to get it rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I started, honestly, when I started, it was it was pretty much just like, I brought in a couple of freelancers and like, hey, like I'm going to pay you guys hourly. Uh, let's uh, get rolling on some work. Um, I don't even think I really like interviewed them that hard. I kind of like looked at their Upwork profile and I was like, okay, they've got a five WordPress star. <laughs> they finish this yeah. WordPress test in 30 minutes and are in the top 90 percentile. I guess that means they're good. So uh, I ended up uh, you know, bringing them on. Um, those two guys are, I always, uh, you know, uh, I they have a, a space in my heart for helping to start WP Buffs. They're no longer with WP Buffs, but uh, but I always remember them for uh, for 
you know, being with me at the beginning. Um, it was a very, it was a very different time than it is today. And, and what did that look like? So again, there, there are a pretty good amount of maybe non-technical folks mm. who have started agencies or boutique service businesses. And they're, you know, similar to what, what WP Buffs is doing, except more agency-ish model, I guess I, I could say. Right. And a lot of them struggle with the handoff, right? They can, they can go and get the business. It might actually not be the right business, but they'll go get business. They'll bring it into the shop. And then they, they, they struggle with like the technical handoff and then delivering it back and making sure all of this is working. Um, how did you make that work in the early days? You know, technical problem comes in, you need to kind of digest it and give it to your employees or your contractors and then deliver it back to the customer and say, hey, it's all set. <laughs> I'd imagine it was a little rocky in the beginning. Um, what was it like? Yeah, the maybe I'll talk a little bit about what it's like now and what I wish I sure. had known previously. Um, I think the Perfect. big, the 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 one of the biggest pieces that I spend my time on now, and one of the pieces that I the biggest lever I can pull to have the biggest positive effect on my business is hiring. Uh, and it's it's not just hiring good people, but it's really focusing on the hiring process. Um, so really systemizing this in a way that I can really talk to a good pool of people. Um, I can narrow it down. Um, and at the end of the day, I think about it as like, I want to like hire A players. Uh, I want to hire people who are not just going to, um, to to come in and just follow instructions, but I want people who are going to be proactive in my uh, or in their job and do things above and beyond just like what what someone or their manager tells them to do, but what they think and believe is right. Um, so I think focusing on hiring is is really important uh, and almost even more so in the early days. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people say right, the first ten employees like really will will push your company culture uh, moving forward. So I think it's important to focus on the early days. Um, but that being said, when you're early on, it's hard to have this process in place and it's hard to, honestly, it's hard to recruit good people to such a small place. Like, you know, some people want to work in a small place, right? You want to find those people. That I think that's a big uh, a big focus that I, I, I would urge people to, to do. I mean, what do I know? But if I could go back in time and tell myself, there are people out there who may not want to work at some of these big companies and, and uh, they may want to work as a, a first employee or a second employee. Um, and as long as they're treated right and, and paid a wage that is, is uh, going to be solid for them and their families from wherever they are in the world, um, so I think hiring is a big is a big piece that I urge people to to focus on. Um, but in terms of delegation and, and you're and you're still figuring out the identity of the business right at this time, right. like you don't you know, it, it sounds good now like you've set your your sites on, you know, customers that have specific WordPress problems and white label, which I would imagine is probably a healthy portion of the business, maybe even more so than consumer. Uh, yeah, but it's probably now at about 65% of our websites we manage are probably through the white label program. Such an easier pitch uh, than going oh, after the consumer. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, we, and we could talk about that. But yeah, I mean, early to mid, like you're still trying to figure things out as like, you know, a business, a business owner, um, wearing multiple hats. So, you know, it's it's not easy to to scale beyond that. Sounds nice on paper. A lot of people talk about it on podcasts, but oh. it's just not easy to get beyond that. 
Yeah, shit. I'm still trying to figure it out. I could always use some pointers, but uh, <laughs> right, it's never done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, once you get to 25 employees, it's a whole other ball game. Oh, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what? The uh, I say this to a lot of people, and people maybe have heard me say this before. So they're like, "Man, Joe, is saying this again. Goddamn!" But uh, you know, this is really about stumbling successfully. Uh, I'm a big proponent that you know you never get from A to B linearly. You never have this plan and execute it, and that's it. Like, boom, I did it. Like, I'm mean, have a multi-million dollar business, and I'm living in the Bahamas. Like, that's that's kind kind of a you know a fallacy in, in a lot of uh in a lot of senses so uh i think that yeah the the building of a business is messy this this whole thing is messy um and uh if you're feeling like you're at the beginning of your business and things are messy and you don't really you don't really feel like you know what you're doing and you're like kind of doubting yourself and you're like man like what what am i doing right here like kind of like welcome to like this is you know this is it this is it <laughs> yeah this is yeah. and it's the people who can who can mold that uncertainty and mold that uh that doubt uh and like shape it into something it's not perfect yet right but it's like something right if you're th- i'm thinking about like a clay like putting like a sure. clay figure together and it's like this is a horse like i don't know that doesn't really look like a horse but you know you put that shape together it starts to form something and then you know what you do tomorrow you 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 make it look a little bit more like a horse tomorrow and the next day and the next day uh, if i were a betting man which i'm, I'm really not but I, I would say that <laughs> one of the things that i think that you're doing which is something that I would probably do and I have done in the past is to leave your options open. So while the educational component might not surpass service, I mean, I'm just speaking guessing, but not might not be surpassing your services business. It is something that's out there where you can like, Hey, if I can, if I can figure out this online educational component, man, I could, might, I might be able to replicate this to different verticals within the business. And it's a healthy way to, you know, you're not all of a sudden selling, Drupal services, like it's a whole mm-hmm. different thing. It's a whole different animal. You're like, hey, you know, I got this thing that relates to a, a, a certain segment of my customers and I can monetize it. Well, maybe one day this thing will increase a little bit more and, and I might just turn into an educational business. Who knows where this can go? But you're, in other words, you're leaving the doors open for some options, experimenting a little bit over here, experimenting a little bit over there. I think that's a healthy thing for for folks in our stages of businesses to do. Yeah, yeah. So WPMRR gives us 5% of our total revenue uh, if we take WP Buffs revenue into account too. So very small. Uh, honestly, the reason I started WPMRR is because I really, I enjoyed teaching uh, and, and I wanted to kind of help other people along the way. Um, I always, you know, I think I got a lot of help along the way, but I always could have used more help. Uh, I could still use more help, right? But, uh, <laughs> but you know, if there's a, something that can help people to make more recurring revenue, then, you know, th- and, and make it a more comfortable business that they're running, not stressing out every night about, you know the financials of business that's something i I like to do um syed uh actually uh syed balki was who runs optin monster and uh uh, wp forms and a few other wordpress plugins but um he actually i've had some good conversations with him and he's uh he's kind of opened my eyes a little bit to the uh, ability to okay i run wp buffs like what can i do that makes sense that i want to do but that can also complement the other pieces of the business i'm doing um, sure oh like wpmr makes sense so i can do a podcast with it with christy like that's dope uh but a lot of people who come through WPMRR actually end up at WP Buffs because they think they want to learn WordPress, you know, how to implement, you know, 24-7 support in their own business. And then they realize like, oh, this is like a big undertaking 
maybe I could just partner with WP Buffs to do that. So I, we actually get leads from WPMR under WP Buffs and the other way around. We get people coming in WP Buffs who think they want a wide label program. We do a, uh, an eligibility call. turns out they're not the best fit, but hey, our WP, our, our program's right here if you want to, you know, try and do it yourself. Uh, so I think that's... Uh, that's an important for new ventures. I think a lot of people start these, you kind of mentioned having the shiny object syndrome. A lot of people have this, oh, I want to try this new thing. I want to try this new thing, which is totally separate from what they're doing now. And, you know, I would never tell anybody not to pursue something. Like if really you have a passion about it and something you, you feel like you can get through the trials and tribulation of, of starting something, go for it. But uh, it does make it easier. The fact that WPMRR like has something to do with WP buffs. It's all WordPress. It's in the same space. Um, we can drive leads back and forth. And so they kind of, we get this one plus one equals three effect, which I, I think is just, it's, it's helpful for our business and how our business runs. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, I mean, first of all, Syed is, is somebody who does that whole like relational product development really well. I don't even know if that's a real phrase. I kind of just made that up. Like, that sounds right to me. I mean, he is, for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I was actually just trying to actively look up the, I think I just found it as I'm typing and talking <laughs> slow to see if I can identify it. Uh, I believe it's called Trust Pulse. Trust Pulse, it is. So he recently released a product uh, called Trust Pulse, and it was a different name. He had, I believe, he had this other product. Basically, all it is is like this pop up that comes up and says, "Hey, somebody just bought a product from your e-commerce store," and it's sort of it's like this social proof thing, like somebody's actively buying, and hopefully that entices a person to to purchase it. And I just, I literally saw the email come through. Uh, he didn't send it; it was Thomas, uh, his partner. And I literally laughed out loud <laughs> you know like i literally laughed like that because i was like this this is a, 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 it's an obvious win he, he doesn't even have to to go through a traditional marketing channel to be like hey look at this new business he can literally turn to all of the products he has and this thing could be a cash cow even if it's not you know even if it doesn't have tens of thousands of customers, it's like a pure cash cow because he could just turn to these relation relational products and be like, oh, e-commerce, I got a perfect thing for you. Optin Monster, if somebody's buying stuff on your store, oh, I got the perfect thing that we can just yeah. slide right in for literally a few pennies a month and it just adds up. Um, tremendous lesson just like seeing the way that he operates his business. Yeah, and like for um, listeners who are listening, who are just starting out and kind of don't have an audience yet or don't have an email list. That's tough. That's probably the hardest part about starting is you don't really have anybody in your, like your, your, your space. Who's like, Joe's doing this. Like you should check this out. Uh, the like once you have an audience and once you have an email list things get way easier um like when i started wpmrr and wanted to take even pre-sale uh purchases for it we were like yeah take a 50 percent off you get pre-sale uh for people before the course is even ready um like i i made enough we made enough money to cover the full you know the the all the video editing and all the stuff we wanted to do to build the course so i mean we kind of launched it for free technically um but, uh, but I mean, the other piece about what you said, like Sayed runs all these businesses for anybody who's if starting a second business. Like if you can use your audience from the first business to kind of start the fuel of the second business, it's going to be much faster the second time. Um, and Sayed's done this multiple times. This is his what, like 10th, 15th, like I don't even know like how many businesses he runs, but all he does is he launches this great product and he says, okay, I've got my audience. Hey guys, check this out. You use our other stuff. And that's another piece, important piece, right? You use all our others, the, these other three products we run, which are all also, also totally dope. 
try this one. And you can literally kind of accelerate that process every time he does it. So yeah, I think there's definitely two something like, you know, you're starting something new, making it complimentary, uh, keep continue to build the audience in that same space. You're going to get this kind of exponential growth in terms of your audience. So very important. What do you think is the biggest challenge for you for the rest of 2019 and then beyond? Oh, biggest challenge. We've got many a challenge. Uh, I think the, <laughs> you know, there there have been uh, a good number of support businesses uh, in our space that have had a lot of challenges. Uh, and I don't think this is some secret of the, you know, ongoing maintenance space. Uh, it is hard to scale. It is hard to grow. Uh, and I think we're seeing some of those challenges as we, as we grow our team into more than just like a few people doing support. It's like, oh, we have a support team now. Um, that's one of the biggest challenges is figuring out how to scale 24-7 support, um, bringing people in from different time zones, working at different times, uh, you know, with different skill sets. Oh, your front end, your back end. Oh, I'm both like, okay, where do we position everybody um, to have their maximum effect um, and not just technically, but everyone else who has to be able to talk with customers and, and differentiate partners from our white label partners. And so as things have grown, they've just kind of by necessity gotten a little bit more complex. So I think, you know, maybe another challenge is, is fighting to keep things simple as we, as we grow things uh, to a, to a scale we haven't been at yet. Um, so yeah, those things are, are definitely tough. And, uh, you know, we've seen, we've seen our churn, uh, at the end of last year, our churn was pretty high. It was higher than I was definitely than I was comfortable with. Uh, and, uh, you know, like every company we've, we've hit some roadblocks now and again, but, uh, in the past three months or so past, yeah, since the beginning of the year, we've, we've like lowered churn by 25%, which has been great. Uh, and we continue to see that go down. So I think we're starting to figure it out, but it's, it's hard, man. It is, I would never, I could never with a straight face come in and say, we got it all. This is easy. This 24 seven sport thing is a breeze. Like, nope, not at all. Where do these folks turn to? I mean, you don't have to give me names uh, or anything like that, but I'm, I'm just curious that mm. this, this customer segment, obviously I've been spending a lot of time in the hosting space for the last couple of years over at Pagely. Mm -hmm. So I see churn and I see churn of their, they're either going in-house or they're taking it to a competitor in, in your space with your types of customers. Do they just maybe level up where they eventually just hire somebody? They just say, Hey, I want to just work with somebody local that I can just like bring into our store or do they turn to other uh, uh, management and support services, which I'd imagine would be probably low on that percentage chart, but maybe you have some other insights. Well, you definitely do. <laughs> uh, I would um, I would imagine the churn that goes from us to other maintenance companies is low, but I also think that people probably wouldn't tell me if they were going to a competitor. Some people have. They've told us that before, but it doesn't happen very often. So if I'm just taking those numbers, okay. it's it's very low. But who knows? You know, some people could be not telling us. Um, a lot sure. of people churn uh, because they go in house because they get to the point where you know maybe we got them to a certain point and they say, okay, now I can really hire, uh, you know, either a full time person or I can hire because okay, that's kind of our shtick. It's right. It's like we're a part time CTO for people running WordPress websites. But some people get. To the point where they need a full-time person um some people shut down their websites some people you know they run a little blog and they're on our you know smallest 67 buck a month package and they just kind of stop running their site and i say thanks guys uh a, a good number of people uh most people who stop plans with us are very thankful they're they're 
happy with all the services they've gotten and and they say thank you guys you guys are awesome i just don't need this anymore um so yeah that's most people um i i have lots of thoughts about churn uh i could do a whole episode about churn but the one thing i will say is that i think a lot of people think about uh like how do i get pure churn down to zero or like even like one percent uh right like that would be amazing if like nobody left us um I think that we are very focused in our marketing efforts on really, really like marketing and vetting out the right kinds of people, um, the kinds of people who are going to be really helped with the 24-7 support plan, but maybe not the people who are just need a freelancer, right? Some people just need a freelancer. That's cool. I'm not trying to sell you my, my stuff if you don't need it, if it's not going to be good for you. Um, but I think at some point there's a good, churn is a good thing. I think that, I think that you want to churn out people who are assholes, right? You want to churn out the people who are not a good fit for what you're doing um, because those people are going to churn eventually anyway um, and better to get them out sooner so you can have more of your focus of your team be on making the customers who are going to be with you for the long term really happy and gives you more space to be able to to, to focus on marketing and sale, selling to those right people. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you were on you were on WPMRR podcast a little, little right. maybe I guess I assume a little bit while ago when this podcast comes out but uh but you <laughs> talk about sales a lot so if anybody wants to hear you yeah. talk about sales that was a great episode one of the things that uh speaking of sales i was actually going to transition to that is a lot of people in the wordpress space are always so i don't know sale they're sales adverse right they're, they they're afraid to go into sales they don't understand it particularly. They think it's some kind of like, you know, no, I don't know, like some kind of magic, some kind of necromancy right, where they're How doing this thing that shouldn't yeah. be done. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas, you know, one of the big things I've been on lately is talking about like this digital handshake thing where you're creating content, you're telling a story, and that's bringing you customers. And it's also acting as like a pre-sales conditioning, helping you close a deal. So you know, you're getting the right customer in front of you. People are afraid of sales because they don't want to get into like a negotiation. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, talking about numbers and price, but they could avoid that if like what you're saying is creating content to bring that right customer in. Yeah, there might be some negotiation or whatever, but it, it's not going to be this battle that I think a lot of people are f afraid of. Is, is that how you kind of feel in this space too? Yeah, I actually feel... Uh, very much that way. Um, it's actually <laughs> one of the main reasons I wanted to go and do a productized service. Um, so like productized services, just a service company. We're, we're, we're just a services company, but what we've done with our pricing is we've, 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 uh, pooled our services into these certain care plans, right? So if you don't need security or speed optimization or website edits, you can get the small plan. If you need those, you get the mid tier plan. Oh, if you want priority support, that's on the top tier plan, but we don't have to negotiate over price almost ever. Uh, we, you know, people come to us and the price is right there on the website. Like you can literally buy it on the website if you want to give us the credentials. Yeah. Your site's onboarded within 24 to 48 hours. Like this is, we, it's, it's much easy, easier to systemize this. than if you're trying to build a new website for a new person every week, and it's just like, you have to get all the content and get all the, their stuff. You have to have all these phone calls. This makes it much easier. Um, and the, uh, the, the the best part of it is is you can you can really systemize it so that you know the the these conversations happening uh really don't lead to a ton of customization um you know we do a little bit of bargaining here and there when we have large agencies come in um so if someone's you know hey we've got 300 websites uh we need we would like to ha bring in some support to manage that you know, of course, I'd be willing to sit down and have a conversation about what bulk pricing looks like. But uh, but for the sure. most part, people come in and the pricing is very clear for us. So we it, it really minimizes the 
the the account management and the the sales process in terms of bargaining you have to go through and i agree i never wanted to bargain so this is it's a good model for me as well and for our team do you have and i'm sure you do one big lesson or piece of advice for somebody who's just starting maybe they're starting a support business like yours service support business like yours or maybe they're starting their consultancy what's the one big thing that they should be focusing on uh, for the rest of the year, what's the big opportunity you see? If you were just starting all over again, it was just you, and you were much more agile. You didn't have fifteen payrolls to think about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. what was that one thing that you might be focusing on in the in the WordPress space, or maybe secondary to the WordPress space? Yeah, this is a this is a fun question for me because I feel like my answer changes like every month Mo- or so. Right, I've got, yeah. I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm going through this journey of trying to build this business, and I always think like there are different things I want to tell myself or newer people. Um, I think you know if there's if there's like one thread, but but that can maybe a seed that can start somewhere and grow into all the other areas of your business that you're going to need to to know how to do to to run a business. Uh, I think it's probably like putting a, putting a big focus on on the people around you and the community around you. Um, if you're in the WordPress space, you've got a great one. Uh, if you've never been to your hometown WordPress meetup, go and meet some people. If you've never been to a WordCamp, start going to you know maybe the local WordCamp. Maybe you've got a one that's a two hour drive away. Check out that one first. Um, I think that I never ever would have gotten this far had it not been for people helping me out um because it's not just the support network of people of people who maybe are trying to do the same thing you are trying to build a business having the same challenges as you talking about these things uh like my mastermind group and mastermind groups are are one of the biggest things that helped me still today in running this business um but uh you'll also find your future partners you'll find your future people who maybe are new customers you'll find your future pay but but more importantly the people who are going to to be, who are in your space as well, who can help you get to that next level. Um, you know, a lot of what we do, again, is inbound marketing thing. We'd have a whole program around kind of our, our content partners who are people who really we just we like include links to them in content or, or we just name, we talk about them in content and we just email them and say, hey, what's up? Like uh, we mentioned you in this piece of content. Like, thanks for being awesome. And, you know, the people who reply or get back to us about that, we have a whole list of people and we keep those relationships. We, we have a very systemized way of dealing with those relationships because we want to stay in touch with people because at the end of the day, it's 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 about, you know, it's about it's about the people. So I think that if I had the one piece of advice, it'd just be to like start surrounding yourself with good people now because, you know, in five years when you're running a great business, um, you're going to look back and say, man, those, you know, some of those people were really influential in, in everything I did. So, and that also bleeds into everything else you do. You're going to have to learn a thousand things, you know, but those people are going to help you along the way. I'm going to hit you with one last hardball question. Yes. When I was on your show, I was emailing you. I had to reschedule or something. I had to email you. So I emailed you and said, hey, my inbox is closed until three in the afternoon. <laughs> and I, all right, okay, let me tweet this guy. Go over, I tweet this guy. Yeah. Nothing. Let me go over to Skype. Let me Skype this guy. Nothing. What's going on with this guy, right? <laughs> you know? He's one of these entrepreneurs, right, who's, who's, who's preaching systemization, and he's out on the beach having a corona and he's got everything I shut wish. down to to his <laughs> half an hour of work, right? He's probably got 17 books on time blocking. Right? Tim Ferriss statue in the front of his house as he's walking in the door every day, high fives him. Tell me, tell me, how important is systemization to you? And, and, and how do you get through the day when you're shutting down all your open lines of communication? 
So I am a, this is hilarious. <laughs> I love that we're ending on this note. This is perfect. Uh, I am a big believer in, in this whole deep work thing. Uh, I get most of my good work done. Um, and I, let me just even go a little further into that. Like most of my high impact work, like where, what are the things I'm doing that are affecting my business the most? Is it one or two emails that I have to answer now as opposed to two hours from now? Probably not. And this is one of the things. So I have this email pause so that when you email me, you get this bounce back that says, hey, like I check my emails at three o'clock Monday through Friday. If you need me, you can call me. Um, but like, thanks. And so I don't really email. Uh, there are a few people that have filters on. So you can, there's a PS that says, if you want to be added to the filter, you can. But, uh, but for the most part, I'm really trying to spend my days and especially in my mornings doing like the big wins for the day. Like what are going to be the things that are going to move my business forward the most? Like people forget that there's nothing else, you know, what else are you, what else are you doing if you're building a business? Like these little things here, these little things there. I think everyone has had days where they worked for like 12 hours, right? And maybe their spouse or someone in their family or their friend asked like, how was your day? Like, what'd you do today? Uh, I don't know. I did a bunch of stuff, <laughs> yeah, but I don't no, I don't no. even remember one thing I did, but I did a lot. I was busy the whole day, so I must have been productive. But those two things are not the same. Um, I can be uh, as productive uh, with one hour of work a day as I can with eight hours of work a day. Uh, and it's not just me. I'm not saying I'm like I'm some superhero. This is everybody. Um, you have to prioritize what's going to be highest impact to your business. Um, the 80-20 rule is so important. You know, what are the what are the 20% of things that you need to do with your day that are going to have the 80% of the impact in a lot of businesses that's going to be the case you're going to have things that a few things you do that are going to have an uh, an explainably high uh but kind of sometimes hard to decipher uh, like a high uh, impact on the business so figuring out what those are is really important and for me like emailing and communication uh with people uh outside of my business are things that i try to take care of uh once or twice a day so with my team, I'm kind of in Slack all the time. Like, you know, I'm, I'm talking with people. I'm helping people solve challenges. I'm helping people to move things forward. Um, but when it comes to if you're emailing me, um, like, and again, totally not a, not a jab at you. This is for everybody. It's just my business is the most important thing to me, and I prioritize it like that. So if my team communication comes first. You know, Matt, if you're emailing me, I promise that I will get back to you. It just may not be right now, and, and that goes for listeners as well. I I couldn't let you go without without mentioning that, Joe. <laughs> that was Joe. good. That was good. Uh, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Uh, you can email me if you want to, Joe at WPBoss.com. <laughs> You'll uh, answer when the yeah. sun is shining I, on the surface of Jupiter at two in the afternoon. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I may not get back to you immediately, but I will get back to you if you have any questions about what I do or what we do. I'm happy to happy to chat. Uh, WPBuffs.com, WPMRR.com, WordPress Monthly Recurring Revenue, uh, if you needed the, uh, the acronym there. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter, Joseph H. Howard. Uh, I'm on Instagram, but I don't really use Instagram. You should go to our team Instagram because Kalen runs that now, and it's, it's better than my Instagram anyway. So it's just <laughs> I think it's just WP Buffs, uh, but you can search for it and find it. So wherever you want, I'm, a, I'm, I'm around. Awesome, awesome. Everybody else, it's MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. How about a five-star review on iTunes? That would be great. We want to stay ahead of Joe. <laughs> we want to stay ahead of Joe. I think you're way ahead of me. Podcast <laughs> on iTunes, you can head over. Uh, to mattreport.com slash subscribe. That's where the link is. You can hit that on iTunes. That'd be great. We'll see you in the next episode.